welcome to Social School Podcast, hosted by Kristen Busquette of Your Social Mate, where we come to you every Tuesday with the scoop on what's happening in the world of social media. If you like what you hear today, we have an incredible mentorship program where we help creators monetize their influence that we'd love to chat with you about. So shoot us a DM. While you're here, we'd also love to hear your feedback. If you love this episode, leave our podcast a review. We also post a ton of social media tips on our social media profiles at Your Social Mate and at KBoosk. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Social Scoop. I am Kristen, your host, and I'm going to start off today with a little bit of a concept that I heard over the weekend that really made me think. So I hope it makes you think too. The quote says, everyone looks at the cost of a book, course, education, or a coach. No one considers the cost of being in the same place one year from now. And that really got me thinking because one thing obviously that I offer is coaching and education options. And it obviously is an investment for people to, you know, hire a coach or buy a book or take an online course. At the end of the day, though, everything that you learn in these different options for education are going to grow your business, are going to grow you as a business owner, or just facilitate some sort of growth. And so I think it really is a cool way of looking at it. So I figured I would start off the day with that little quote. But we have, as usual, quite a few announcements now that the new year is full-blown happening. We are in February now. (laughs) A lot is happening, okay? Adam Masseri has been making pretty much weekly announcements. And in this week's announcements, this is what he shared. First, you can schedule an Instagram Live that can actually live on your page. So right underneath your bio, whenever you have a scheduled Live, your audience will be able to see that event and click it so that they can get a reminder for when it's happening. This recently just happened on Instagram posts, right? So on a post, you're able to add an event that people can get reminded about, but now it will actually live right under your bio if you choose for it to do so. You can schedule as many lives as you like, and when people click on that, from my understanding, they'll be able to see the different lives there, but it will show your soonest live right under your bio, and people can click on it, set that notification. So if you are someone who is going live, I think it's definitely something to do. Why not? You'll get more people reminded about the lives so that more people are actually in those lives. I think it's a no-brainer if you're already going live frequently. If you're not going live, this is definitely something to think about because there's been quite a few different features and, and changes that have happened with Instagram Live as of recently. And I feel like whenever they put a lot of focus on one of these new features, it means that they're going to be, you know, like encouraging you to use them. So the fact that Instagram Live has had so many new updates in the last few months, it it definitely means that you should get on it. So I have been doing Instagram Lives probably once a week, I would say. And I do think that more and more people are getting on them. And I'm definitely trying to just understand what times are best. And I always have noticed that nighttime does definitely, uh, for me and my audience at least, give me a better turnout. However, it's nothing, nothing like TikTok Live. If I go on TikTok Live, I mean, I have 10,000 less followers there and I will have probably almost 100 people in my TikTok Live sometimes. And on Instagram, it's like seven. (laughs) So they're encouraging you to use this feature, but then you kind of get on there and you're like, but no one's really even here. What the fuck? So I get the struggle. However, I do think that there will be changes to promote lives a little bit more as we're already seeing. So it's worth getting comfortable with them now. So definitely something to think about. Also in his weekly announcement, Adam Masseri announced that you can now remix any video, not stories, but any video on Instagram as well as Reels. So we've already known about the Reels remix feature. However, now you can actually just use that on regular video as well. We haven't really got a lot of information. You probably will start to see this rolled out on your page. Honestly, I really never do the remix thing. I probably should try it and just see how it goes, but I just feel like I never really have a good opportunity for it, and I just don't want to force it. Instagram increases the response options 
questions in stories polls. And <laughs> it's funny, this was something I almost didn't even talk about today. Just someone try and help me understand this. <laughs> okay, so now on the poll sticker, so the poll sticker has always been like yes or no poll, right? But they're like, oh, well, what about the people who like are in between yes and no and don't want to commit to like yes or no? So they expanded the options on the poll sticker. So now you can have four options and it looks exactly like the question sticker. So my question here is, what the hell will be the difference between the poll sticker with four options and the question sticker? Like, why can't we just use the question sticker instead of them changing around the poll sticker? I don't know. I figured I would share it with you just in case you do see that option. You're like, what the hell is this? Kristen didn't even say a word about it. So I wanted to make sure that I said a word about it. Okay, good luck. I don't know that it's going to make any difference in your life. Anyway, TikTok is testing a slew of new updates and I'm going to just read them all to you. And a lot of this is actually stuff that I pulled from an article. So if it sounds like I'm reading a little bit, I am. And as always, I'm not sure if I actually have ever mentioned this, but if you go onto Social Mates website, we actually have show notes from every episode. So if you're like, oh man, what did she say? Or, oh, I want to read that article she's reading. I have it all linked on the podcast section of the website. So you're welcome. I can't believe I've never told you that. I really don't think I've ever said it. <laughs> so first things first, video avatars similar to kind of like the Apple Memojis, those avatars that talk and, you know, move their facial features as you do are going to be tested right now on TikTok. They do look a little bit different from like the Apple ones, but it's essentially the same it's the same thing, but it's just for TikTok. Honestly, I don't know where this is going to be used. If I had to guess, I would say maybe TikTok stories, maybe in chat, which is something we'll talk about in a second. And they did say that maybe eventually it could be like used in videos, which I think would be really weird and very juvenile, but I don't know. It's just my opinion. This is something, honestly, I'll probably never use, but I, again, I'm going to tell you about it just in case you're interested. Speaking of chats, though, TikTok is also working on new group chat options. And it's funny, this was something I was just thinking about recently, like the amount of people that I talk with in the DMs on TikTok is like almost non-existent. My DMs on TikTok are just myself and my friends sending each other videos that we think, you know, each other would like. But at the end of the day, I really don't talk with, you know, any of my followers or, you know, people that I'm not already really good friends with there. And it's so different from Instagram because on Instagram, I always feel like we have such a stronger community and like I know my followers so much more, like I'm friends with them. I have connections with them. And on TikTok, I feel like I, I really haven't felt that the whole kind of like community aspect where I'm seeing the same people over and over again and and maybe it's just my page I'm sure there are plenty of pages where people do you know recognize that community for me though I just feel like it hasn't been anything like Instagram is and one thing that I was thinking about is again like a lot of the connections that I have with people start in the DMs and I really never DM with people on TikTok so this could totally be why <laughs> but they are exploring a group chat feature with the ability to invite others um, through a shareable link so you'll be able to get a link share that link with anyone who you want to join into your group chat and you can basically have a TikTok group chat. So I think it's a, a step in the right direction where you're able to, you know, have more messaging options between you and your audience. They're also testing keyword filtering for feeds. And this is something that I can see a lot of people really enjoying. So they may soon, this is something that's being tested, let you add keywords or hashtags to filter out specific things from your feeds. So when you add a keyword filter, TikTok will no longer show you videos containing the word in the video description or stickers in your For You page or following feeds. So for example, if I were to type in makeup, I wouldn't do that because I like seeing makeup videos, but if I were to type in makeup as a keyword or hashtag makeup tutorial as a hashtag, it would filter those out from my feed. So I wouldn't see any of that content, but it's a cool way to kind of customize the things that you're seeing on your following or your for you page feeds. If there are a lot of things that you're really not interested that you're seeing, just pop those things into the keyword filter and you will no longer see them. It is not a live test as of right now. It's only with app testers that have been playing around with it. 
Also, there will be a new process tested for screen sharing within TikTok live streams. So they will soon, hopefully, allow you to share your screen on TikTok live for your viewers to see what's on your screen in real time. So this would include your camera, audio, notifications, and, you know, any alerts. So, for example, if you were teaching like a mini course on TikTok live, you could pull up the graphic on screen and walk through that with people kind of like with your little face in the corner so people can see you and what you're teaching, which I think is really awesome. And this is something that Instagram also just recently, I want to say in the last maybe three or four months released as well. And I think this for anyone who has like, you know, educational graphics or anything like that or specific things that they want to go over on TikTok or Instagram Live, I think this would be very, very helpful. So I'm excited to see the screen sharing option coming to lives. Also, TikTok is testing paid creator subscriptions very similar to Instagram. There will be subscriptions to live videos that only subscribers will see, subscriber-only commenting, a few other options. This was something they didn't really give a lot of information on, but once we have more information, I'll obviously share it here with you. At the end of the day, though, expect on all of these different platforms, they are going to be offering options for you to monetize as a creator through subscriptions. This is something we've seen popping up everywhere. Again, I, I've talked about it in a previous episode. I have such mixed feelings about it. TikTok is also experimenting with audio-only live streams. I put Clubhouse style in my notes. We all remember Clubhouse. I don't know that any of us really use it anymore. However, it was like a really hot thing for a while, and I'm not sure if the audio-only segment is dying or not, or if people just, you know, are maybe looking for a different way of receiving that audio only stream i for one on clubhouse my issue was always just like i if i didn't want to hear what someone was saying i had to like listen through i couldn't fast forward or anything so that's my only like quip with it but i would be really curious to see how this goes on tiktok and i think it would be cool because again like my audience on tiktok is just really involved in like lives and anything like that so i can see them really enjoying the audio only however I would probably, if I was trying to talk to my audience in this capacity, just go on regular live where people can see my face because I feel like it's a lot more personal, but you do you. Next, Pinterest is testing new idea pin highlights to showcase specific content. So today in our episode, we are actually talking with Heather Gasick, who is the queen of Pinterest. <laughs> like she knows everything there is to know about Pinterest. And we actually talked a lot about idea pins versus regular pins and all of these things. But this is actually a really cool feature. So basically the highlights feature would enable creators to showcase their best idea pins at the top of their profile display. So currently idea pins are posted in the order that they were created on just the created tab on your profile page, but the new highlights element would appear above the existing content tabs and below your bio info. And basically you would be able to add up to six highlight folders with up to 20 idea pins in each. So maybe I would have one that's like Instagram tips. I would have another one that's like TikTok tips. I would have another one that might be like business tips or whatever like some people might have like fashion beauty lifestyle home decor like you can have all these different categories and then put your idea pins into those categories so people can kind of binge on the topic that they're really interested in so I thought this was really cool after this conversation that I had with Heather I hope you'll probably feel the same I am really interested in getting my butt in gear on Pinterest because to be honest I really don't utilize it nearly as much as I should. I honestly just don't have the time, guys. Like, where are we supposed to find time to do all of this? <laughs> so if you are interested in getting to know Pinterest a little bit better and, you know, utilize it to the best of your ability, definitely keep listening to Heather's interview here. But know that highlights are coming. Pinterest has confirmed that. So 
Without further ado, let's get into Heather's interview. We are here today with my lovely friend, Heather, who I am so excited to chat with today. It's funny, Heather and I both live in Charlotte and we literally like never see each other. <laughs> we are both busy people. <laughs> so I know, right? So this is, you know, one of our first times, like quote unquote, hanging out in such a long time. So Heather, I would love to hear, you know, for anyone who's listening a little bit more about you, but also how are you doing? <laughs> Good. Oh my gosh. Seriously. It's so great to see you (laughs) and talk to you today. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on. My name's Heather, better yet known as Freckled by Heather Marie on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok. Yeah. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about your profile. So like you're on Instagram and all these platforms, you, you share a lot of like fashion and how did you get into that? Yeah. So I have always loved clothes, makeup, shoes, accessories since I was a little girl. You can ask, you know, both of my parents, like I've always just been obsessed with that since I was little. So really being able to monetize it now is such a cool thing, but I basically focus on fashion, beauty, and then lifestyle, you know, kind of everything in between. Awesome. And yeah, one thing that we're going to talk about a lot today is Pinterest because Heather definitely has dove quite deeply into Pinterest. And even like I know in your bio, you have like Pinterest outfits. So, you know, Pinterest is obviously a huge part of what you do. And I'll say for me, Pinterest is probably the platform that I use like almost the least. And it's mostly because I just a lot of the times don't really feel like I get a lot out of it compared to like the amount of time that I would put into it. So I personally am really excited to hear more about like how you utilize Pinterest because I mean, a lot of people are obsessed with Pinterest and, and, you know, find a lot of value in it. And for me, I just haven't been able to find that. So at what point in your influencer career, did you even start like posting on Pinterest? For sure. I really started taking Pinterest seriously. I would say in the beginning of quarantine, we all were having so much downtime and my Instagram was not really growing at that point. I had just started it and I was you know, kind of looking for another outlet to broaden my name, broaden my brand. And I had just read a lot about Pinterest and how, you know, young creators should really be taking advantage of the app. So I really started focusing, I would say on Pinterest beginning of quarantine. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, my extent of using Pinterest is like, me going on there and like looking for something very specific, like if I'm, you know, planning the wedding or maybe I I go on there a lot for like finding like branding. Like I love looking at how people like do websites and font design and things like that. But I always am like going into Pinterest looking for something super specific. I never spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time in there scrolling. So I'm excited to talk about like logistics and and things like that. So yeah. What have you found to be like kind of the biggest benefit of using Pinterest for as a creator? I would say probably just it's another outlet, you know, to cross promote yourself. I think that's another thing that creators get kind of stuck on. They try to focus on one platform and you know, you you really can't do that. When I started utilizing Pinterest, I started tagging my Instagram through Pinterest. So I was always trying to cross promote and then bring either people from Instagram to my Pinterest or people from Pinterest to my Instagram. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Again, I'm excited to talk about logistics with you because I feel like so many times, like what I do share on Pinterest, I never really see like that big of a return from it. I guess like I really don't, Mm -hmm. for me in my experience with it, I haven't really seen a lot of benefits of using it, which is why for me, it ends up so low, usually on my list of like things to do. Usually Pinterest is like after focus on. Yeah. Like my whole day. And then I'm like, all right, fine. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll go on Pinterest for a little while. So in most of your content on, on Pinterest, is it stuff that you've created yourself or is it mostly photos that like you're finding online or like in other places and resharing to Pinterest or what is the balance there? Yeah. So it's a combination of both. I would say that most of the stuff I do share, like 95% is mine. And then I'll share some other random stuff in there that either I like or can relate to, or that I think my audience is going to like as well. 
that's really surprising to me. I did not think that you were going to say that high of a number is yours. Cause like that must be a lot of work first of all. So are you mostly taking things like that you've already created or is a lot of it like new stuff that you're creating for Pinterest? Yes. So it's normally stuff that I have already created, but when I go out to, you know, shoot content or shoot any type of video, I always take extra content for Pinterest. So whether that's just a simple picture of a cafe that I'm eating at or my shoes, some type of detailed picture, because I try to do a mix of pictures of myself and then other like detailed photos. Okay. So for, okay. Like walk us through, if you were to go out and shoot, like you're trying to shoot a full body outfit. So like you would get, you know, like your full body outfit, you would probably share that to Pinterest. I'm assuming, but also like, do you usually get videos of that same outfit? Like you said, you get details. I guess I have two questions. First thing is, do you find that like video outperforms photo or vice versa? And then also, is there like a specific type of content, like your full body photos, your detail photos or cafe photos, like of those different shots that usually take, do you find that one outperforms the other? So right now pictures definitely outperform videos, but I think that's going to change here very soon. I would say that whenever I am posting like a full body photo, that's more of like my content inspiration and that's stuff that I'll tag so people can find that. And then I do have success, you know, doing like detailed photos, either close up of shoes or close up of the jacket. I try to really do like a mix of all of those. And then I'll tag certain things like content inspo so people can use that for their inspiration. I mean, I think about it for me, like the amount of time that it takes to just shoot an actual outfit and then all these extra shots that you have to take and you're self-shooting most of the time, right? Yes. Yeah. Me and my tripod. Yeah. So like, (laughs) I mean, does it take you a lot more time to shoot this extra stuff for Pinterest or is it usually like kind of quick snaps and you're not like overthinking it or anything? Yeah, it definitely at first used to take longer, but I feel like I'm in such a groove now and I am very like detailed and planned. I write every single detail and note in my phone of the exact image that I'm going to get, you know, the exact location, everything that's in the outfit. It's very, very detailed. Okay. Yeah. So planning must be very important. I feel the same way, like even with just Instagram stuff, but yeah, I can imagine if you were to sit down and and say, these are the aspects of the location or the outfit that I want to shoot. Yeah. You're probably right. It does go a lot faster. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And like before going to shoot, I'll review everything as well. So once I get there, I'm not like, you know, it's not all a cluster. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Planning, I feel like is probably the most important part for like staying consistent with any type of content. Like it's so hard if if you were to like, just be out doing things. Sometimes you don't think about taking photos. So if you can plan it and and say, okay, I'm going to go do this and shoot this. It's more of a checklist and it's probably a lot easier for you to go through. So most of the content is like stuff that you plan, but like how much of the content that you share on Pinterest is like, just like random stuff you happen to take, like when you were out shopping or how much of it is not planned? That's a good question. I mean, maybe like probably honestly, like 50% because a lot of the stuff I will use. So with my Instagram stories, I save every single Instagram picture I put on my story and every single video I put on my story. So then I can also use those on Pinterest if I don't have something to post that day, cause I'm trying to post every single day to keep yeah consistency. So I will save everything and then I will, you know, reuse a lot of those photos that I use on Instagram on Pinterest. Wow. Okay. These are, see, like, these are all things that I would not think to do. So even when you're like, if you were to share on stories, like you talking to the camera wall, like you're doing your hair or something, for example, is that stuff you would save on po- and post on Pinterest as well? Do you like mush it all into one yes. video? Or you how can does that definitely, work? yes, you can definitely repurpose that. So, you know, with like idea pins, they're essentially stories on Pinterest right. now. So anything really that you upload on your story on Instagram, I highly suggest saving it and reposting it or re purposing it on Pinterest as an idea pin. So yeah, that's such a good idea. Again, I would never think to do that on 
Pinterest story pins, is there like a limit of what you can share in one like segment? I don't know what it's called. (laughs) Yes. Um, On video, I cannot remember the specific time limit on that, but as far as pictures, I think you can only do a carousel of 10. Okay. Okay. 10 is your max. Yeah. Okay. Basically whatever you're sharing on source is probably less than 10 slides. So you can just kind of pop it right onto idea pins. Wow. That's really cool. Yes. I would not think to do yeah. that. <laughs> Maybe I'll have <laughs> to start doing that. So idea <clears throat> pins are, are pretty new. So for anyone who's listening, that doesn't really know what they are. Can you kind of ex- explain what idea pins are and what you like about them or don't like about them? Yeah. So idea pins, again, they're essentially just like a story on Instagram. They're you know, to grab your attention really quickly, you're going to kind of shuffle through the pictures just like you do on normal stories. And they appear at the top of your feed as well on your Pinterest feed. And does everyone have access to them? Or is that something like only creators? Yes, at this point, I think at this point, everyone should have access to them. So with idea pins, so from what I know of them, you can't link like an outside external link. So what do you do for story pins or idea pins? I always call them story pins. I do too. (laughs) So like for, (laughs) for idea pins, what do you find is helpful in order to get people like who watch your story pin idea pin over to like your Instagram or whatever? Because again, like you can't, you can't link it to your blog. You can't link it to your Instagram. So how are, how do you get that to convert? I guess. Exactly. At the beginning of every idea pin that I do, <laughs> I will tag my Instagram name. So I'll go in okay. and manually text and put IG at freckled by heaven Marie at the okay. beginning of every single slide. Okay. That's smart. Yeah. I remember what I did for mine. And again, like I was into story pins for like I'm going to just keep calling them story pins, whatever. I was into idea pins for like all of five minutes. And I, I made on Canva, like a story slide that said, if you like this, go follow me on Instagram. And it just was easy for me. So I could kind of pop it at the end of everyone. But I guess putting it at the beginning probably would make more sense. Cause maybe people don't click through all of the slides, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I did kind of like a trial. So I would put my tag at the beginning of each carousel and then I would put it at the end and just like you said I feel like people don't get all the way you know to right. the end to see it so I found it more helpful to just do it in the beginning yeah. and just stick it right on the picture okay that's smart yeah I mean people's attention span <laughs> is typically like it's not it's, that long <laughs> it's really not yeah this is actually something that I was thinking about I mean, this is kind of off topic, but interesting thought because I know you use TikTok as well. Like I was thinking mm-hmm. about something that I do with TikTok and I was like, is this hurting me? And I just realized it like a couple of days ago. So at the beginning of every TikTok video, I always put like the like title, I guess, of what the, the video is about. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think like maybe that's hurting me more than it's helping me because what if, for example, like the person doesn't really care, they read that real quick, they're going to swipe right through it. But if they have to like listen in a little bit and I, you know, like to find out what I'm actually yes. talking about, maybe that would keep people on that video a little bit longer. And that again, obviously with, with TikTok helps a lot so that it gets pushed out to more people, but that mm-hmm. kind of reminded me about it yeah. you know, with, with the Pinterest pin. It's funny that you bring that up or say that. Cause I have thought the same thing. Yeah. I, sure. it's, It's something I actually just last night started to experiment with. So I'm going to give it like a couple of weeks of, of basically like putting the TikTok cover text. Cause I do like when you're on the feed for you to be able to like, see what all the videos are, but you know, like if they're not clicking it from the feed, they wouldn't see that like little title slide. So I just started last night to change it. It did not make any sort of difference just yet, but I'm definitely going to try it out and see how it goes. So yeah, I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah. Right. With. Pinterest idea pins, story pins, whatever you want to call them. What Mm -hmm. is like your, your step-by-step process? So I want to hear about like how frequently you post on there, like what you post on there, how you decide what to share on there. I want to also like walk through logistically, like step-by-step. What do you like type in for keywords? Like all of these things. Cause I feel like it seems so simple, but every time I go to do it, I don't know if I'm just overthinking it or if I'm really missing things. But I'm always like, it can't right. be this easy. How do, how do people blow up? I'm doing it the same way and mine don't blow up. So 
I just need to hear all of the logistics for story pins, idea pins, whatever. <laughs> of course, of course. So for the idea pins, again, they are just like, you know, your story pins. I would say my best advice is to post if you are really, you know, really wanting to take advantage of Pinterest, you need to be posting up to five to 10 times a day. It is a <laughs> lot. It is a lot. But uh-huh. I in the beginning, I think I was only posting like a couple times a day. And I was like, you know what, like, I, I really wanted to make, you know, yeah. this work, I really wanted to grow on Pinterest. And I was taking every single photo I could and putting it on Pinterest. I mean, even if you just start today with Pinterest, you can take all your photos that you right. have and start uploading them. And that will gain traction. The consistency of just posting and posting and posting, like you're going to get somewhere eventually. Right now, I would say I'm probably only posting three to five times a day. Not not as much as I was before, just because of time. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. But in the beginning, that's definitely how much I was posting. So, and with that, like if I'm trying to understand, like, exactly how to like benefit with story pins the best so if you're saying you post three to five times a day these are like three to five separate like topics almost so one might be like your you know outfit of the day the next one might be like a photo of what you eat at a cafe like is that how you're separating it into like separate yes sections like that Yes. So I plan out my Pinterest feed, just like my Instagram feed. I'm going for, you know, a certain aesthetic and I make sure that that is apparent in my Instagram or my Pinterest feed as well. So every photo I try to make different than the last. So I never want to pair an outfit photo right next to an outfit photo. Like if I um, am going in and posting today, I'm going to do one outfit photo one either like detailed photo of the outfit okay yes I might do one that has like quotes in it a separate idea pin with quotes in it but I try to make everything you know different than the last right and does every single one of these like I'm gonna call them segments Uh, so like your your OOTD your cafe your you know quote whatever it is are each of these something that needs to be multiple slides or like can you just share that one photo with like your IG handle put it on story pins and that's it you definitely can just share one um picture I normally do a carousel of pictures just because I think that they have better traction now I will say I don't do the max. I will not do, you know, 10 photos. Cause I think that's yeah. too much. I will typically do three to seven and that's okay. Okay, cool. All right, sweet. And so when you are going through and, and posting these, so like the first step is you, you know, you upload the photo or the video, you write your text, whatever you want on there. I guess I do have one question. I'm, I literally have a thousand questions. Yeah. So when you get <laughs> to like the area where you're uploading the photo and you can write the text, does that text count as like SEO terms kind of thing? So like, if you were to type on there, like, you know, uh, Pinterest outfit, aesthetic, minimalist, or I don't know, whatever, all these keywords, mm-hmm. like, and you were to put them really small in the corner somewhere or something. Does that help when people are typing in those keywords or is it only things that you write like in the caption? I think it comes more from the caption. Okay. Um, just from my experience, right. um, but I, I really do think it is more from the caption. Okay. So you get that photo or video, you write your text, whatever you want to do on there. And then what are the next steps in posting? What's the process that it brings you through and and how do you kind of use all of those different features? I click the little um, plus sign at the uh, bottom of the screen. I'll go to idea pin. And then from there, you can just pull up your photo library. Since I typically don't take any live photos and post them, they're all, you know, previous I will tab over to photos. And then from there, that's when I'll click my, you know, carousel of photos. Okay. And then once you get to that first, your first picture, that's when I manually go in and write RG at Freckled by Heather Marie. Okay. Um, Once that's finished, I'll go ahead and click next. And then that's what will bring you to your title. So my title 
I typically include the year is the very first thing I am putting as my title. So every single one right now is going to be 2022. And then from there, I'm tagging or titling what's relevant to the picture. So say I'm uploading an outfit, it'll be 2022 winter fashion. And then I do a space and then I'll do all the the hashtags, I guess, that I have found are helpful for me. But those are going to be more fashion related. I'll tag like content inspo, IG, and, and, you know, try to direct it, whatever is in the picture. Okay. And this is all still in the title. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you only, I think you're maxed out maybe at 150 characters. That sounds about Um, right. So so you can't type a whole lot, but I think including the year, always helps because if they're looking for spring fashion or winter fashion, they're going to type the year, you know? Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So and when you're putting like these keywords, are you actually putting like hashtag and then the keyword, or are you just putting like the keyword without the hashtag? So for the title and idea pins, I'm just putting um, the word. Okay. So next you can tag related topics and that's when you can go in Um, and manually search for like tag topics. I will say that Pinterest does not have a lot of these. Yeah, I always notice that. Um, Yeah, so I'm hoping that that's one thing that could improve in the future. I would love to see that because there are not a lot of words in here or a lot of tags that they have in there. Yeah. That are, I don't know, they're kind of outdated. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. I always have a hard time. Like whenever I'm typing in social media, it literally will just have like social media, Instagram. And I'm just like, there's gotta be more than this. I have such a hard time. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And like the things that I'll search are just like style, fashion trends, and then whatever I can pull from those words, I will, but yeah, exactly. Again. Yeah. Definitely something that Pinterest could improve on. Cool. So that, and that's the pretty much the end of the the process. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Thinking about idea pins versus like regular Pinterest pins, every single person I've ever had a conversation with about Pinterest is like, oh, idea pins is where it's at. I don't even bother with regular Pinterest, like all idea pins. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on like, do you find that idea pins like bring more traffic to your page versus just regular Pinterest pins? And in terms of like your balance of creating content, like, are you putting that stuff in regular Pinterest pins as well? Or how do you balance the two, I guess? Yeah. So I have definitely had more success with idea pins. That's definitely where I guess get most of my engagement from my audience is definitely from idea pins. Now I do share every single Instagram post and repin it on Pinterest. I definitely think it's helpful but I will just say that my idea pins have performed better than a, a typical pin. Yeah. And I, I am always curious, like when new features like that come out, do we think this is something that will right now, they're just, they want you to like go really hard in them. So they're making it perform really well. And then maybe that right. will fizzle yeah. out and, and we'll use regular Pinterest pins again. I, I always am curious about that, but I right. guess only time will tell. We'll find out. But with your regular Pinterest pin process, <laughs> So many P words. So so like when you are on your Instagram page and you're going to like share your Instagram posts to your Pinterest regular pins, how do like walk us through that process? And again, like typing in keywords and all that stuff. Cause I know this process is a little bit different and you actually can link things here. So yeah, walk us through if you were to share your Instagram post to your Pinterest. So I typically at the end of every day, if I've posted a picture on Instagram, I'll go ahead and upload it to Pinterest so I don't forget about it. It's already done. But what I'll do is click on the picture that I want to share on Instagram. Okay. And go in there and copy the, so it's, you know, copy to right. clipboard. You can immediately open Pinterest and then you're going to the same with idea pins. You're going to click the plus sign down there at the, at the bottom. And instead of clicking idea pin, you're just going to click regular pin. Okay. From there, you go in and find whichever photo you're posting. Now, say you're posting your, it's a carousel picture on Instagram. You're only uploading one picture on Pinterest. Okay. So you go in, 
click that one picture, the beginning picture, going to click next. And from there, it will go ahead and copy your hyperlink into the URL. Okay. Um, so that's already done for you. And it will go ahead and grab your title, your Instagram caption, and put it in your title on Pinterest. Do you keep now, that the way it is? No, that's okay. when I will go in. I'll delete that. My title is typically going to be either a link, an affiliate link, a commissionable link of whatever I'm wearing, or it's going to be whatever brand I'm wearing. If I have a discount code, I'm including that there. Okay. Something to definitely grab their attention, but also make it shoppable for people that are curious about right. what you're wearing or want to buy. From there, you can click on description and that's where you can put your hashtags. Okay. Now, in this specific department, where you can put your hashtags, yep. there are a lot more hashtags available. Okay. So you basically so just you have tag, kind of like, oh yeah, like a list that you would just like paste in there. Yes. Or again, like you're doing like yes. hashtag spring fashion, hashtag spring style, like all these different keywords that people could possibly be searching, right? Yes. And that that's another good point. I typically do, you know, have all my hashtags in a separate note section in my folder. So I can just quickly grab that, Perfect. copy it, and then throw it in there in the description. Okay, cool. Yeah. So one thing that surprised me when you were saying with the titles is how like on story pins, you would have like the 22 or 2022 spring fashion or whatever. Whereas on the title for a Pinterest regular pin, you would put maybe not like a, so much of like a SEO term there. That's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what I would always think to put in the title, but if it's in the description that counts mm -hmm. just as much, right? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, cool. And my other question too. So like you said, if you have a carousel post on Instagram and you are going to share it onto Pinterest pins, you can only share that one photo. Do you share like all the photos in your carousel as separate Pinterest pins? I do not. I normally just do one. Okay. Yeah. But that's I mean, I a guess... good idea. I haven't even honestly thought <laughs> about it like that because you definitely could do that. Yeah. Why not? Sure. I mean, it's a lot more yeah. work, but also you could probably just copy the same title, same hashtag. Right. So it really wouldn't be, I guess, that much work. Yeah. But yeah, I would be curious to know if that does anything differently. So when it comes to growth on Pinterest. My, my thought process is I don't want to put a lot of work into Pinterest because I know that it's harder to get actual like brand collaborations and things just through Pinterest. So that's why I have almost only used Pinterest as a vehicle to get people from Pinterest to Instagram. So have you, it's very hard, obviously, because you can't track which people are specifically coming from Pinterest, but since you're, you've been getting millions of views every month on your Pinterest page, do you find that it's also helping with like your TikTok and your Instagram and things like that? I definitely think so. I mean, again, just with cross promoting on almost every single platform you can, I'm all for it. Like you said, I also have, you know, Pinterest like in my name on Instagram. Yes. So I feel like that's also another good tag. People are going, you know, to either find my page and then that's going to stand out to them. Then they might want to visit my Pinterest or, you know, vice versa. Right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cause I, I wish they would make, obviously like Pinterest doesn't want to make it. So people are leaving Pinterest to go to Instagram, but I wish there was mm -hmm. a way to find who's coming from which platform. Same thing with TikTok. Like a lot of the times I'll yes. have a yeah. TikTok go viral and I'll get a bunch of followers on Instagram. So I usually can tell, but I feel like with Pinterest, like the shelf life of a pin or a story pin is so much longer than a TikTok. So you could have a Pinterest pin that you posted a while ago, still going viral months and months later. How are you supposed to track that? Yes. You know, I wish there was a better way to track that, but I don't think there's really ever going to be anything like that. I don't know. I don't know, but I wish there was a way to track that too. Cause that would be so interesting, you know? Yeah, it would definitely be very, very helpful for creators. And for speaking sure. of creators. So I know I've recently heard that Pinterest came out with some new like creator features. Can you walk us through what those are? I've only heard like a couple random things about it, but I really don't know anything about what the heck is going on for creators on Pinterest. Yeah, of course. So they just rolled out pretty much a new feed that you're going to see. So 
Normally when you would pull up Pinterest, you were just brought to your normal feed. Um, now it's gonna have two sections. You're gonna have a browse and then a watch. So your browse is just gonna be like your normal feed that you're used to pulling up. Your watch is gonna be, you know, just like TikTok and just reels. It's gonna be a continuous um, oh. scroll of videos. It looks exactly like TikTok and reels. Of course it um, does. <laughs> Yes. So that's one of their new features. They also have another new feature, which I haven't really taken um, that much advantage of, but it's called a take. And it's going to sound very confusing, but when you upload now an idea pin, you can create a response to that idea pin. And that is your take on that idea pin. So then it will create a continuous, yes. you know, interaction with your community. So that's, okay. you know, so it's a better like way if, to interact. Yeah. Like how you can on TikTok and on reels. Now you can respond to a reel or a question with a reel. It's kind of the same thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and cool. then it's, it's kind of like a continuous thread, but cool. your, your take is your, a picture. It won't okay. be like an actual response. Okay. That's really cool. So question with the, the watch tab, is that something Mm -hmm. that like, what are those videos? Are those story pins? I think that they are story pins, but they, it has to be a video. It can't be like a carousel of pictures. It has to be, you know, a video for it to appear on that page. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, sometimes I take Um, my TikTok videos and like, I'll put them onto a story pin. So like, that might be something that could show up there. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's cool. For sure. And another thing that I am very excited about, I don't know if you saw this, but it just released creator rewards, which is exactly like the Instagram bonus rewards. Very cool. So Pinterest actually just, I think, invested a little over 20 million to um, be able to pay creators and partner with creators, which is huge for Pinterest because they've never, you know, done anything like that. So they just rolled out the creator rewards program. It is very, very new. I do not have access to it yet, so I can't really speak on it, but it's another way to get paid. I love that. So, okay. I actually have two questions based on what you just said. My first question, you mentioned community and how this is kind of like, you know, with the, the take thing, it's a cool way to interact with your community. How is community mm-hmm. on Pinterest? Cause again, I don't see it as a place where like people would be commenting back and forth a ton. Do you find that Instagram or TikTok has like a lot more community than Pinterest does? For sure. For sure. I I wish that Pinterest definitely, I think with what they're rolling out now, I think is definitely going to help, especially with the takes you being able to have a continuous, like kind of thread from a certain picture. I think that's going to allow a lot more interaction with creators. So I'm excited to see that improve. Yeah, that'll definitely be really cool. And then you also mentioned monetizing a little bit. So how have you been mm-hmm. able to monetize with Pinterest? Cause obviously you're putting all this work into it. Like, yes, it could be bringing people over to, to Instagram and TikTok and everything, but I know that you, you've got to be making money off of this to be putting that much time into <laughs> it. You know, like it's a lot of effort. Of course it is. It is. So with monetize on Pinterest, really my like best piece of advice, if there is something that you can link or you have an affiliate link, you can provide someone, your audience that's already looking for that type of content. Why not go ahead and add it in the caption or or wherever you can? Because I've definitely made money from people just clicking links, an affiliate link on Pinterest, or even from using like discount codes and stuff that I'll throw out there. That's definitely how I've made, um, you know, money from Pinterest. Yeah, I definitely, from my experience again, I mean, my TikTok or my Pinterest isn't like anything super impressive or anything. So I can't see that a brand would find my page on Pinterest and be like, let's pay her. (laughs) But I also don't really ever hear about people getting paid partnerships specifically through Pinterest. So yeah, it makes sense that affiliate would kind of be uh, the main avenue there. This was so helpful. Mm -hmm. I literally cannot even, (laughs) like, it's so funny because Pinterest again, like it's, it's, very much less talked about than Instagram and and TikTok and everything. But I feel like there's still just so much opportunity there. And it's 
so mm-hmm. confusing to a lot of people because I feel like there's so very, many different things very. going on on Pinterest that it's hard to there's like, a lot going on <laughs> you have there's to pick a your lot own keywords and all of this stuff so this was yeah. really helpful I'm sure everyone listening definitely got something very you know helpful out of it I know I did so at the end of every episode I allow you to ask me anything that you wanted to ask so let's hear your question of course so I just love talking to other content creators and hearing about their journey, you know, what they've been through. And I just think that you are such a young content creator that has such an extensive background, you know, in marketing and social media. It's so impressive to me, of course. So I just want to know what the hardest part, I guess, of your journey has been and, you know, how you overcome it. Oh, that's, uh, that's a tough question. I would say my hardest, the hardest thing that I deal with on a daily basis, I would say, cause I think everything else I, I usually can like work through, but the thing that's always something that I'm dealing with is just like comparison, I guess of like, Oh, you know, like I not even comparing myself to others necessarily, but like comparing my post now to my post a year ago or my post two years ago and asking myself like, you know, oh, why isn't this post performing as, you know, good as this one did? Or, you know, like how come, Mm -hmm. you know, people didn't like this post as much. And I know that's something that like every single creator, no matter how confident they are deals with, but that's something like it. I try so hard not to let it ruin my whole day, but there are definitely days when like my post bombs and I'm just in a bad mood for the rest of the day. And I just like, don't want to talk to anyone or do anything. (laughs) And I know we all for sure. Yes. I would definitely say that's the thing that I struggle with the most. Um, it's just like trying to like, not get so worked up about the numbers, but it's hard not to, because we get paid based on the numbers. Our job depends on it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's It's so so funny because Yeah. Like I always feel stupid being like, go, you know, go show this post some love. Cause I feel like so many people who aren't creators are just like, Oh, does she just want more likes? It's like, no, I literally, I personally don't care about how many (laughs) likes I care about how many likes I get specifically. So I know how much I'm going to be able to like pay my bills with this money this month. Like, right. That's for sure. For sure. (laughs) I always say like, you know, it doesn't come down to the numbers, but it, it comes down to it's, the numbers. Yeah. You know? It's impossible it's to all not about numbers. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, that's For sure. that's probably the biggest struggle, I would say. And I think pretty much everyone listening could probably agree with that. <laughs> Very relatable. Yes. So for anyone listening who wants to go find you on all of the platforms, where can we find you? Is your handle the same everywhere? <clears throat> yes, it is. So it's just going to be at Freckled by Heather Marie. Perfect. Cool. And yeah, so I will have all the links for Heather's social platforms down below so that everyone can go give her a follow. I'm sure if you have any other Pinterest questions that I didn't cover, she would gladly answer them. Although I don't know, I might've asked every question possible. (laughs) I'm an open book. (laughs) Yeah, no, this was super helpful. So thank you so much. And I, we got to get together soon. Of course. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I hope you love this episode. Don't forget to give us a review and also give us a follow on social media. You can find us at kboosk, K-B-O-U-S-Q, and at your social mate, S-O-U-L, show (laughs) mate. We'll see you guys next time.